So this is how Liberty dies. With thunderous applause. Today, this episode will be helmed by Tammy, and along with a very special guest, they will discuss the recently released Snoke comic. Now, I do want to put in a warning before you continue listening to this episode. Uh, obviously, there will be some uh, trigger warning or mentions of uh, abuse and past trauma, so please bear this in mind as you continue listening to this episode. We hope you guys enjoy it. Again, leave us feedback. You can find us on Twitter at you can also submit any questions, inquiries, or comments that you might have to that page. Enjoy listening! Alright, welcome to another episode of Women of the Wills. And it's me, Tammy, as your home host today. And we have an exciting episode about um, the Snoke comic that just dropped. Um, We have a few things we want to talk about. And I just kind of want to go over basic what happened, what do we think it means. And um, I do have a very special guest with me, Sarah. Say hello Hi. to everyone. <laughs> I'm so special. You. you are special. <laughs> I know. Everyone bask in my presence. <laughs> We're very excited to have you here. And um, do you have anything you want to say to the Women of the Wolves listeners before we dive into the comic? Newt Gunray lives. Let's let's proceed. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so let's go ahead and talk about just the overview of what happens in this very special comic. 
So first of all, uh, this is the Age of Resistance uh, comic series that are coming out kind of leading up to the Rise of Skywalker. And um, some of the other ones that have come out, there's been a, like a Finn comic, a Poe comic. There's going to be, uh, there's been, I think, a Rose comic. There will be a Kylo comic and a, a Ray comic of this Snoke comic. Did I cover all of them, Sarah? Do you know any other ones? Then? Um, I think, yeah, I think that's it. We've had Phasma, Finn, Hux, Poe, Snoke, and um, a special with three mini stories. So I, I I don't know that off by heart. I literally just checked my comic app. So, <laughs> uh, before anyone gets any ideas and starts asking me questions instead of looking it up. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, they, they didn't have to make this Snoke comic, but they did. <laughs> mm. And it is, is always very interesting um, if when you think about why um, things like this are made, um, in particular, this one about a villain that we already know is dead. <laughs> mm -hmm. So um, now, as far as the basic plot, it's uh, Snoke basically uh, training, quote unquote, Kylo. Uh, uh, you know, we could call it training. You could call it abusing. Mm. Stoking, oh. yeah, stoking kind of the wound that um, threw him into the dark side, basically, or sent oh, him yeah. running to the dark side to kind of protect himself. And um, I think he is admitting that it's no better on this side either exactly it um now it begins with snoke is uh the first line of it is snoke asking kylo are you a friend and snoke's holding him over at the edge of a cliff um now that's a pretty <laughs> big scary thing mm -hmm. um and and then he goes into this little monologue about um fear and anger and rage and and you know drops kylo and kylo has to catch himself um there's a moment where snoke says you didn't die then <laughs> <laughs> and you see little little kylo he looks he's he's like kind of half in a, he's just stepping i guess um and he he looks kind of caught off guard a little bit. Um, and it, I don't know why this panel is one of the ones that like I don't it, sp it speaks to me so much because Kylo looks I I think he feels like he looks most like a child in this panel. He does. He does. I mean, if you think about his age at the time, I mean, he must have been at 23, 24, right? Um, but he doesn't look it. He looks about 10 years younger. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And maybe that's kind of indicative of his emotional maturity at the time. And um, with victims of abuse, they're kind of in this stasis um, because they haven't allowed to grow. You know, they haven't been allowed to grow. Um, and if you think about Snoke or Palpatine's lifelong influence on him, um, I, I do like the stylistic choice that the that they've made to um, incorporate it into his appearance, as opposed to just um, uh, 
kind of inferring it with dialogue. Yes, exactly. And that's that's something that they have the freedom to do with this being a comic versus mm-hmm. a, you know, live action where it's represented by a person. You know, they can make Adam Driver look as much like a child as they possibly can, which they did in The Last Jedi in the um, scene where Luke came upon him while he was sleeping. He he does, you know, look uh, as as much like a child as you can possibly. <laughs> yeah, there's only so much you can do, yeah, without de-aging <laughs> but, and post. Yeah. yeah, well, maybe, um, I, I wonder if they did that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I don't, yeah, I really don't know. Because um, hmm. what would you really do to a 30-odd-year-old man's face um, who doesn't have very many, like, wrinkles and... Just, I guess because they've made him look like he was battered by a truck versus, you know, kind of a clean face with some concealer under the eye. Yeah. <laughs> um, it looks a lot better in comparison yeah. um, when you've been looking at Kylo Ren grieving versus Ben Solo. Um, but I actually wanted to talk a little bit about the cover because I feel oh, the yeah. cover is very interesting. That's really very, very interesting. So um, do you have the comic um, in front of you? I do, yes. Okay, good, good. So <laughs> we've got Snoke on his throne, and obviously it's this combination of his two of Ben's two father figures. We can see that the Falcon is behind him. Um, and at the base, it's kind of outlined with red, and then you go up, 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 and then it's, it, it merges with yellow, to become this orange and then green as these roots kind of emerge. And to me, that immediately screams redemption and that this comic is not necessarily um, about his redemption, but more that, you know, these are the roots of his redemption, that perhaps it wasn't just in The Force Awakens, that they've always been there. but that's a little bit, you know, dependent on color theory and and all that fun stuff. Um, but with Snoke in the middle of it, it's kind of like he's blocking it. He's he stands in the way of of Ben, um, kind of rising, literally <laughs> rising. Um, yeah, I don't know what that's you thought great. about that because I think there's been a lot of interest in talk. Yeah, that is very interesting. Um observations you made about the cover now I do think it's also interesting that at the bottom where it's you know red outline as well you have the angular um you know and this the cold stone of of stone of Snoke's throne and then Mm. as it goes up you have the um more natural and regular looking like vines and roots and things like that up you know at the top um so it is it is interesting contrast between those types of things as well. And of course, um, Snoke's ring is also very prominent on this cover. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the dichotomy between nature and machine has always been something um, that we see in Star Wars. It's very, very Tolkien. I was talking about it the other day and, you know, about industrialism equaling hell. Um, But uh, also, my interpretation is that whenever we see gold, in Star Wars, and it is in in particular the sequel trilogy, um, it's Ben's heart and it's Han's heart as well. 
And um, because it comes from the the notion of Han being a scoundrel with a heart of gold, right? Um, and gold is very prominent, especially in The Last Jedi with the dice and in Canto Bite um, and also in Solo. But in all of those instances, gold is muddied by black and red, especially um, red comes into play on Canto Bite, but um, in terms of Ben holding the dice with his with his gloved hand, um, um, and uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, in Solo as well, black uh, and gold are being contrasted, and also in Snoke's robe, the way it's woven, the it's kind of I guess it's gold threads woven with black, and again his his ring is this obsidian um, black. Um, um, that rests on gold and I don't uh, to me it reads as like a corruption again of of Ben's heart this kind of muddied um I guess this, this thread that we have to pull essentially kind of take it out get rid of the black in there um, um and again I guess that goes with the whole black diamond symbolism symbolism as well but it is worth noting in the first Rise of Skywalker teaser um Lando's top is a golden yellow with a black trim as well. And so yellowy gold is always, you know, it's hope, it's optimism, but it's also betrayal. Um, so we've got here that the, the seeds of, of Ben's betrayal of Snoke, Snoke's betrayal of Ben, Lando's betrayal of Han, like, and it is all about. I think it is going to culminate in the notion of forgiveness. But that's me reading too much into it. <laughs> I think yeah. a lot of obvious things. <laughs> you know, I we appreciate your thoughts. That's why you are on this show. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely think that you are you are onto a lot here with the gold and the black. It's very interesting. Um, and I don't think that it's been something before the sequel trilogy that has been um, like used a lot in, in Star mm -hmm. Wars. Um, there's been like some yellow, um, you know, accents on, on people's ships and, and things like that. Um, but I think this is a, a lot more, you know, a more of a recent development and, and, and it definitely could have something to do with Ben. I think that you're definitely onto something there. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, you, they didn't have to make Snoke wearing gold all the time, but they did and gold and black. No. <laughs> very, very specific. And it's kind of the inverse of Ben's outfit, right? He's got the gold, um, threading. Yes. Yeah. Um, very, yeah. very deep, small such a small detail that you can't even see if you're far away, but when you get close up, you can see it, which is, you know, <laughs> it's just an interesting point in and of that, in and of itself. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I don't know. I, because this is a Snoke comic and it's supposed to be centered around Snoke, but clearly is, it is around Ben Sutle. I'm just, I've been thinking a lot about what it is that Snoke kind of is a stand-in for if he is just you know if he is just a puppet all along then what is he supposed to represent to um fans I guess um and that's kind of what screams to me the most and also his blue eyes with blue being um 
again, my my um, over analytical interpretation, um, the kind of the Skywalker's power. Um, so it's kind of and again, it's mangled, it's scarred, it's wounded, you know, um, and maybe it was just kind of Ben kind of getting rid of that so he can, uh, you know, ascend. But at the same time, uh, I don't know. It's just very interesting. There's so much we don't know. So I guess <laughs> yeah. that, that's where the, the, the tendency to kind of overthink it comes from. But shall we move on to the first panel or do you want to just take it kind of page by page or? Yeah, we can definitely do page by page. Mm -hmm. Let's go. I mean, if there's nothing on the page, then we can just skip. <laughs> um, so is there anything like interesting that um, pops out at you on, about the first page? The first page, Snoke looks so terrifyingly ugly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then the ring is, is very, very prominent as well. Mm -hmm. Um, that question, you know, are you afraid? He's, he's really just, um, it's, it's, it's just so scary. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, like you open the comic and this is the first thing you see. You're like, ah. <laughs> and yeah, well, I mean, he's like a boogeyman. And if you think that, um, his, or I guess Palpatine's kind of essence or spirit has been corrupting Ben all this time. And it must have got to the point where Ben is sort of desensitized to it, um, which is kind of frightening, I guess. Um, yeah, I guess because like to you and me and anyone else opening this, it would be it would be scary. And um, I don't know if it's sort of a meta commentary of, of Snoke kind of asking if the, you know, asking people if they should be afraid of him or something bigger, and same with Ben as well. But um, it kind of makes me think of uh, the interrogation room scene. You know, don't be afraid, I feel it too. Um, and Ben's also reaching his hand out and, you know, controlling someone else in that way. Mm -hmm. um, and then you see how he offers empathy I feel the exact same way as you. Whereas with Snoke, you can't win. If you say, yeah, I'm afraid, he'll thrash you around. And if like Ben, you say no, he'll call BS. Um, oh, poor lad. <laughs> uh, it's so sad. It is. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And it and the Kylo's face as he says, I'm not afraid, he has like beads of sweat. He's talking out of his bum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. He's he's um yeah, as Ray said, he's a liar. <laughs> Hiding from the truth. Um and uh again with um then we go to the next panel and there's this kind of uh, an infusion of purple and an already kind of bluish, deep midnight blue hue going on. Um, and Snoke says, yes, you are. I can feel it. And um, I don't know. I associate purple with Ben a lot. And I have this wild theory that his lightsaber is going to be purple. But in this moment, it is revealing the truth of who he is because purple does represent the subconscious and it represents magic. Um, so 
the fact is that Snoke kind of does have the high ground in this situation because he's the one who isn't lying. Um, and then um, poor thing is, is falling at the same time and having to answer this uh, this little <laughs> uh, alien monster. And uh, Snoke tells him that you should be scared, Kylo Ren. <laughs> That was my Snoke impression. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then there's also the, uh, you know, if you look at the surroundings in this panel, um, there's lightning behind him and mm. everything is very jagged as well. It's uh, just a, it seems like a, a, bleak place but also like a a powerful place and a place that can um you know pierce right through you Mm -hmm. well it's kind of yeah I kind of see it as the um, the options that Ben maybe felt he had or perhaps that he did have because no matter what he did he was kind of doomed to fall and and doomed to get hurt in the in the process but um as we see from the next panel, or the panel after rather, he is capable of saving himself and he is capable of getting out of there. Um, no small feat. Not at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's it, a long fall, red, jagged rocks. Mm. Um, and Snoke is, is talking this whole time, he's talking about... Um, using fear and turning it into anger and turning that into power and Mm. and ben stops himself at the same time that snoke's saying that but you you know it's i don't think the reader gets the sense that he has turned his fear to anger to power to stop himself I, I I don't because this look on his face is not an angry face. Uh, you know that the, the no. that he's catching himself right before he hits the rocks. It's the eyes of a frightened uh, child, uh, <laughs> a frightened boy. Yeah, it's, again, it's like instinctual um, that he's he's able to save himself. It's it's not that he's corrupting himself with the dark side emotion that Snoke wants wants him to. And um, I think it might be indicative of a deep-rooted want to survive. I think for all he's been through, there is something in there that there's still a glimmer of hope that, um, you know, to keep going um, in the face of so much being thrown at him and being thrown off a cliff, literally. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And again, there's these more close-up shots of the ring, but um, with one panel, it's mostly black, and then the other, it's it's entirely gold. Um, and again, it's that kind of contrast between these two sides of, of Ben, really, that he can't quite find and he can't quite stabilise himself with. And those, the, that shot, uh, the, the panel where hit the fist is clenched and the ring is black he's talking about we you know we use it to strike and we either strike and then in the next panel his hand is open the ring is gold Mm. we fall so it is interesting when we're talking about you know the two choices ben has is either to strike out in anger 
or to surrender yourself. Yeah. Black choice or the gold choice. Mm. Which choice will he make? Oh, who knows? <laughs> who knows? I think <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Rainbow choice. <laughs> and then so, uh, I'm trying to imagine Adam Driver saying, ah, but it's it. I can't. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> So, um, yeah, next, the next page is his fall, sort of goes in a little diagonal motion, actually, um, towards um, a very, very jagged edge that could literally shank him a la Han Solo. <laughs> and um, uh, what are these little boxes called? Because I don't do comics. <laughs> these um, these um, boxes with Snoke's speech. You know, I don't know the term for them either. I think of them as voiceover boxes. <laughs> okay, we'll call, we'll call them. We'll call them ADR boxes, voiceover boxes. Some comics nerd is going to say, "I'm never listening to your podcast again." <laughs> that strange girl didn't know what those boxes were, and her analysis isn't valid. <laughs> but they have yellow on them. But that's what I was gonna say. That was that is exactly what I was gonna say as well. I think that there's a there's that this comic is literally being used to scream color theory at us. Um, because there is, is quite monotone, you know? It's just all these different hues of this this um eerie blue, sort of palpsy blue. <laughs> um Whereas, you know, he has to kind of ameliorate it back to that um, that purer color and um, one that's less um, less messed up. <laughs> Bless the Skywalkers, but just like less messed up. Um, but again, um, those boxes, um, in those boxes, Snoke says, use your fear, let it crystallize into anger. So I imagine that the crystals on the floor are supposed to represent that. Um, and then turn that anger into power. And like we just said, we don't think that's what's happening here. It's fear, but it's it's an instinctual need to survive that um, keeps him alive. And I think it's hope that keeps him alive with Ben being the only hope, you know? Exactly, yeah. Ben. Yeah, he's a good boy. <laughs> this is how comic is just, oh, I say he's a good boy. <laughs> A very good boy. Mm. There was that you know, talking about how how young he looks throughout the comic, um, and and then there's that that line in the next couple panels where he's he's asking for reassurance, saying, "Would you have caught me if I hadn't caught myself?" He's asking. Mm -hmm. It's such a, such a childlike thing. Like, do you love me? You know, will you protect me? Oh. And, and Snoke, Snoke says no, because that's not, you know, uh, that's not what my purpose is. Yeah. It's not my job to um, protect you. It's my job to push you, um, which he literally does. Um, but the thing is, Snoke did teach him a lesson. It's just not the lesson that Snoke thought he was teaching you know mm -hmm. 
because Ben does save himself. He does stop himself from falling. Um, so he completes the task. And again, I think it's kind of, it, you know, it's supposed to start the thread of of what Snoke's hubris kind of started as, you know, because this comic in a few months will be like, oh, yeah, Snoke was, Snoke was a moron. He was talking out, <laughs> you know, for uh, as if it wasn't clear from The Last Jedi. But, you know, it, I think it just further... Um, and I guess that's the point of canon materials. It's it's supposed to emphasise the same themes that we see in the main movies, which is that, you know, Snoke let his pride get to his head. And, um, you know, he was so sure about everything that he didn't actually stop to think about what was going on in Ben's head and how Ben actually um, navigated being a quote unquote dark side user. Exactly. Cause I mean, as far as we can tell in this comic and from the movies, it, it just, it doesn't seem that he has crossed um, a threshold with his dark side use, you know, and, and his emotions and things. Mm-hmm. Um, it just doesn't seem that he's crossed a certain threshold into hatred, although we may have to, you know, address that more. When- yes, that gets very interesting. Okay, <laughs> indeed. But I think it should be obvious enough from his lightsaber not being cracked, you know, the, the, sorry, his crystal in his lightsaber not being bled properly. He, 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 he's halfway there. He's doing these dark side deeds but then walking back out or he's, he's uh, committing to something, but he kind of does it. The He's like taking a bit of a shortcut, but it's a bit of a chaotic shortcut. So instead of taking like the back roads, he just drives across the field, maybe runs, across, runs over a couple horses along the way. But as long as he gets to the end destination, he's like, all right, I'm chill. I'm good. We'll move on to the next thing. <laughs> exactly. Like he's the supreme leader now, but... <laughs> I know <laughs> it's so funny to me how differently Raylo's versus everyone else interpret him being a supreme leader because we just know he's going to be a disaster <laughs> everyone's like oh he's going to be so evil I'm like okay he'll put that appearance on but he's full of nonsense you know <laughs> and that's uh, I think a big purpose of, of this comic is to show you that mm. yes, he, he will accomplish, you know, those dark side things that, you know, to someone that isn't in on his inner psyche will look, look at it and say, you did something bad and, or you're doing something evil, but you don't see the actual inside of the psyche. Mm. And, um, you know, it's it, it's hard to communicate on film. Um, if you have, start, you know, a written medium, then it's, you know, you can kind of, you can spend ages at really combing through thought processes and how a character feels about a, a certain thing right down to the most minor details. But in film, we just, we have to be reliant on, um, micro expressions, which is sometimes ambiguous, um, you know, intentionally. Um, and I guess that's why I concentrate on like visuals and color theory so much because they never lie, you know? And even if they are being used ironically, it's obvious. But yes. shall we move on to the, the next page? Because, oh, 
That's a good panel. Yeah. Yeah, a good panel here. <laughs> Are you gonna uh, describe this one? We're we're looking at um, the the page of of them going to th their next destination. Yeah, yeah. So the where are we going panel, oh, yes. which um, I love. It's very interesting panel. You have uh, Kylo's ship. Uh, you have his little mask on a little rock. Um, and, and Snoke's going forward on the ship. And, and then there's that, a lot of contrast between the red and the black and the purple, which is really interesting. Um, yeah. And then... Um, Snoke's just describing to Kylo that they're talking about um, how Kylo has to face what is hold he's what's holding him back, and you know at, during that next little panel, Kylo is is holding his 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 mask, which kind of cradling it like a teddy bear. <laughs> yes, I actually uh, I talked about this a, a few uh, a couple days ago about how it's it, the mask is like a comfort item to Kylo. Yes, I read it the same um, way. So it's you either will fail or you will kill it, and then there you know. And again, that yellow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very. But um, yes. So that first panel is like super yin yang to me, super super yin yang. Like I see, I even see down to his mask being contrasted with this. Like a, it looks like a moon um, on the other side. It's just this, it's just this circular white light. So again, with that with that feminine and masculine being contrasted as well, and he he is um, straddling the 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 sort of the middle line of it, and I think. There's a reason at this point he's leaning more towards the light than he is the dark. Um, and perhaps, you know, in nine, it might be the opposite. And then, but then he'll eventually get to the middle where he, he will integrate both of them and um, kind of recognize the value in the dark in so much as it comes from a very human place. And, um, you know, not to fear it and to respect it, I guess. Um, but the um yeah we'll talk more about the mask during the big scene i think <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> yes um so oh man do you want to go ahead and go to the next page okay oh dear <laughs> so um some fella says supreme leader we're here um and you have snoke's gross thumbnail uh <laughs> kind of pointing towards the the reader but it kind of looks like um, the way that the detailing has been shaded on kind of looks like dead roots, but again, don't have uh, galaxy break. <laughs> so we'll move on to the next one. Um, and then we have uh, Ben saying uh, a Raylo favorite, I and Ash. <laughs> and I think it's already turned into a meme for us because we're terrible people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then, um, so he's, he's holding his mask in front of him. Right between him and, and the hit between him and Snoke, like a yes. shield. <laughs> yes, yeah, he's like literally protecting his, um, torso. And, um, the face is facing Snoke. Um, 
so I don't know. It's like, here, daddy, look, be proud of me. Be proud of me. <laughs> look what I brought, which is kind of sad, but true. <laughs> and then uh, Snoke tells him to leave it. And he goes, I. And then um, Snoke says, I said, leave it. And sm- smacks him, I think. Is it a backhand smack or is it a... I think it's a backhanded um, smack, yeah. With the hand with, where he's wearing the ring. Yes. Um, his left, yeah. His left. So, and the way, I mean, I don't know if that's, is that supposed to be blood? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be blood. Again, it's blackened, it's bloodied, it's like, uh, muddied, sorry. Um so even like you know, there's the stuff kind of coursing through his veins is just uh, is just, oh, it's messed up. <laughs> uh, there's a, yes, and I and then uh, Snoke says uh, you cannot hide behind a mask here, you cannot pretend to be Vader in this place, and chucks it on the floor. Um, so I think we should uh, reflect on that <laughs> a little bit. Um, and you were talking about the mask as a comfort blanket for for Ben. So did you want to? Yeah. Yeah. So this is um, uh, honestly, you know, that Ben uses this mask as as you can see in this panel when he's holding it between him and Snoke. It is kind of, you know, literally a way to protect himself um, from the person that's just tried to throw him off of a cliff. Um, but yes. so, um, you know, he, he hides his face, he hides his, what he perceives as his weaknesses, his humanity underneath that mask. And he pretends to be um, big boy Darth Vader who nobody could ever hurt because he's so strong when he puts it on. So it's, it's a, it's, a way to make him feel strong and make make him feel um, that that he's um, a big boy. <laughs> I don't know how else to say. That. <laughs> um, so when when Snoke, you know, makes him leave it there, just that look on Kylo's face in the last panel, he looks, you know, he's got the big reflection in his eyes that that makes it seem like there might be some tears. Um, and and he's got a little you know the little frown so it just it it just really makes me it reminds me of um you know and a child or someone that's maybe in some kind of abusive situation and they have the one thing that makes them feel better and then the person mm-hmm. you know their abuser is like you can't have that anymore they take that one thing away and you just feel like you don't have anything yeah and um Again, you you know, it's hiding his humanity, but it's also hiding his connection to his family. The fact that he looks like his parents, you know, it, in the Hux comic, even Hux calls him out for it. You know, you're just trying to hide the, I can't remember the exact quote, but it's something about him just trying to hide the faces of his rebel scum parents by wearing the mask. And, um, you know, when he tells Han, your son is gone, that is only true from these narrow, myopic um, eye holes of the mask, right? But once you take it off, he's faced with his reality, and that's a reality that he just doesn't want to address and doesn't want to acknowledge. And um, so 
he can either choose to live, you know, with this kind of restricted view or take off the mask and embrace everything and embrace, you know, acknowledge the pain, not embrace the pain, but acknowledge the pain and recognize that that pain needs to be healed and you can't just lightsaber attack it away. I don't know sword moves. (laughs) Kind of thrash it. (laughs) Right. It takes, you know, it takes work. You can't just will it to be gone. Well, that's it. Yeah. And again, it's like, it's, it's going back to the beginning of the comic in which that he he does end up learning a lesson and he does learn how to save himself and that he he learns that he doesn't require anger to save himself and it, it doesn't require pain it's li- and loving yourself and wanting to survive and thinking that you're worthy of survival you know and i don't think people kind of recognize it but i you know i read i read him as very very depressed like almost suicidal because he is like this walking embodiment of death, you know? Um, and, you know, your son is gone. I killed him. And, you know, um, I'm, it's just this need to run away from who he is. Sorry? No, I was just saying I'm definitely on the same page. I see him as, you know, uh, all the time it's like that he's a one step away from, from death and it doesn't doesn't seem to care. Yes, yes. Yeah, totally. It's like it's just if, if the telltale signs are so obvious to people who get it, but I think that's the problem. Not everyone does. Um, probably a call for better mental health education in schools. So while we're here, let's advocate for that. <laughs> and back to Star Wars. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. I was, you know, confrontation doesn't always have to be negative. Confronting the things that you are trying to avoid and run away from and are painful doesn't have to end in, in, um, you know, in chaos and uproar. It can be cathartic and it can be healing. Um, so on to Dagobah, I guess. <laughs> so um, we have a beautiful green planet, a panel, um, Mm. And in the bright sunburst underneath, um, you have the scary black ship with the scary Palpatine eyes <laughs> going. <laughs> um, and then the, they're talking about how they could still feel that Luke, Luke's presence there, and they start talking about Luke. That's very interesting. Okay, so who wants to be Snoke? Who wants to be Ben? Maybe we should just like act it out. Funny couple, you, couple little circles. You, you do a pretty good Snoke impression, so I'm nominating you. Oh God, no, no, no. I'm, okay, let me just like get into the Snoke zone. I can't. <laughs> Highway to the Snoke zone. <laughs> <laughs> just kick me off already <laughs> okay um ben says, okay now you do your best out of driver and you can start. <laughs> I, i'm not gonna try i'm just gonna read it <laughs> i'm scared uh, just be american that's enough <laughs> yes yeah, so I'll, I'll be american here we go um says, <laughs> i can still feel feel him from his time here skywalker okay okay <clears throat> 
Yes. <laughs> One of the most formidable. <laughs> I sound like Louis Armstrong. <laughs> okay. One of the most uh, formidable Jedi began his training here. And then Ben says, why do you speak of him that way? What way? With respect. <gasps> he has earned my respect and my fear. He is weak. He is not weak. He is misguided. If I had your uncle by my side instead of you, the galaxy would have been mine a long time ago. Ooh. Which is a lie, but <laughs> let's look into that a little bit. I know, I know. This whole this whole podcast is just me talking about how ugly Snoke is. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah, I, this I think a lot of people do agree on you know their interpretation of the final panel is that Snoke does, you know, obviously doesn't care for Ben and he doesn't, it doesn't really matter. He would, he would use whoever he wanted to. Yes. Um, to get power and to ascend to the top really. And everyone is expendable um, in that conquest. Little did he know how expendable he was <laughs> um, in that conquest as well. But um, also to me, it, um, it's it's very intentionally used by Snoke to kind of um, exacerbate these feelings of of hatred and of of fear of Luke, you know, um, kind of like this whole is it Freudian to try to make two boys jealous of each other? <laughs> I guess, <laughs> but, you know, um, and the fact is that. I think it's kind of calling Ben out on the fact that he doesn't want anything to do with the Skywalker legacy. You know, the fact is that any mention of Luke, he's like, no, I'm better than him. He's weak. He's nothing in comparison to me. (laughs) Um, It's it's just, it's, it's there to remind you that, that the, the, the legacy actually does mean something to him. That lightsaber, it belongs to me. You know, my nephew with all that mighty Skywalker blood. Etc. Etc. <laughs> um, what do you think? Um, I this this line about um, I guess the way that Snoke keeps on bringing up Luke uh, to him. Yes. Yeah. It's just it's just so it's so manipulative and it's so yes. like this is a pain point and I'm gonna keep on punching it and punching it until I get the reaction that I want and it's. It's that's what it is to me more than anything is just him trying to manipulate Kylo that he knows will get an immediate, very strong reaction of hatred, of anger. Yes. And those are the dark side emotions that Snoke wants to elicit and wants to make Kylo feel all the way through about everyone from his life, not just about Luke. So I, I think that he's just, you know, you know, focus on this this bad and maybe it will, it will make you forget the good. And I think the thing is he knows that Ben will never be whole and he purposely makes him unbalanced because he knows that if Ben were was ever to be balanced, 
he would be way more powerful than Snoke. Oh, yeah. Way more powerful. And, and you know, he achieved a semblance of that in the throne room. But at the same time, he's got a long way to go. And um, uh, what's it in the visual dictionary? Or I can't remember, either TFA or TLJ, where it says that, that Snoke likes that Ben has this equal power in the light and equal power in the dark. I guess it's very unique to him. So his intention really never was to plunge Ben um, deep into the dark side, but just kind of keep him there and keep him conflicted and keep him going back and forth and, you know, I guess, yeah, volatile, parabolic, you know? Um, Yeah. So then the next page, Ben says something very similar to Ray. It's almost like they're connected, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he, uh, you, you are, you are, you are, you are uh, Adam Driver. Um, <laughs> I feel cold, death, and more. Which I'm so interested. Right. Mm. Is that more? What? Why didn't you tell us? <laughs> oh, maybe because it's love <laughs> and happiness <laughs> and warmth <laughs> and being alive. <laughs> um, and again, we see like a repetition of that um, like yonic imagery that was so prevalent in the last Jedi as well, and kind of descending into this 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 cave and. Um, well, I guess it's like he's going back into the womb, isn't he? Because what he finds in there is his family, right? Um, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, trees and green, it's all its all the feminine. And this is a very, Dagobah is super feminine. Um, but, you know, what he does ain't so good for the feminine. so uh snoke says this cave is power and darkness which i think is also ray by the way um and you will enter (laughs) see it's ray (laughs) um yeah and then you go you go what's in there (laughs) only what you've been too weak to bury that's me doing um um clicky fingers like the (laughs) farm But I didn't say A. Uh, so he goes, um, he starts to walk into the cave and Snoke, I, I guess he pretends to offer him the option or just kind of taunts him by offering the option and saying, or oh, you can run away if you'd like, you know? Because he knows obviously he wouldn't. But at the same time, he is telling, he's reminding Ben that he is a free individual, that he is not bound for as much as damage as Snoke has done he is not bound by um, Snoke's chains, you know? Yeah. Yes. Um, and the pouty so, on Kylo's face as he goes <laughs> Like, I'm not running away. Yeah. <laughs> uh-uh. Yeah, so he pushes some uh, shrubbery and roots aside, and you see his um, lightsaber dangling off his uh, cummerbund um <laughs> and i don't know i am just so obs- i don't i don't know just the way it's positioned it just 
became really fascinating to me. I just can't stop staring at it. It looks like an upside down cross. Yes, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, what is going on here now? Christianity, I ain't, you know, I went to a Church of England school. I don't remember anything. So if you have anything to say about the upside down cross. I, I don't know too much about uh, like specific religious iconographies. Um, mm-hmm. I know usually an upside down cross is um, oh yep is more of like a satanic uh, type of a, a thing. You know, it's it's like yes, a, exactly. a crucifix or a, a cross, and it's turned upside down. It's the indicate indication that something is wrong. I think there were some times where it was actually used as like a distress thing like uh uh oh wow uh, because you know everyone knows what it's supposed to look like and if it's upside down it's like oh this is this is like a distress signal yeah and you know something's wrong um so yeah the um inverted cross uh which is called the cross of saint peter um so in i'm just like reading a few Okay, few. The origin of the symbol comes from the Catholic tradition that Peter the Apostle was crucified upside down. Um, so, in, in which he's martyred, it, it's believed that Peter requested this form of crucifixion, as he felt he was unworthy to be crucified in the same manner that Jesus died. As such, some Catholics use this cross as a symbol of humility and unworthiness in comparison to Jesus. Oh, this is so good. Tammy, Tammy, how, how long have I been going on about how Anakin is, is the Messiah? How long have I been backing on about that? It would have been St. Peter then. Mm, and that, that would make Anakin Jesus. Oh, my God. Literally, you're afraid you'll never be as strong as Darth Vader. <laughs> Help me, grandfather. Show me. <laughs> Show me. The, uh, I will finish what you started. So, you know, subconsciously, Ben is literally like, I will never be Anakin. I will never be a Skywalker. Ever. So this is what I got to do. <laughs> you know? Uh, what other choice do I have? Oh, gosh. Blooming Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I know. And then the next page is lovely. I love it. I mean, it's not lovely, but, you know, it's lovely to me. <laughs> little profile. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. Where he's like, oh. Fight you. Yeah. So, yeah. This duel. Hmm. <laughs> it's 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 kind of telling of an alternate alternate universe in which Ben does succeed at great yeah. essentially right yeah so and you know he's done this once once before but he didn't make the mistake again because Luke wouldn't let him yeah, and um interesting if you think yeah. about um in the context of create you know Luke uh Kylo kills Luke in this vision. Um, Kylo killed Han in The Force Awakens. And then he's physically unable to do it on crate because Luke isn't mm. there. Um, right. So it's it's just, it's very interesting when you think about those, the, the context of that. Well, like, narrative rule of three, right, as well. Like, he achieve something once he does it again but worse the second time 
And then the third time he breaks the cycle and he's unable to do it, you know, and that's kind of how it's how everything works in this, in, in how they're kind of constructing everything to work in Star Wars. I feel, you know, both in terms of the, the trilogy and these kind of smaller narrative um, um, threads, you know, yeah. Um, you'll make yeah, you'll make the mistake. You'll probably do it again, but worse. Next time you'll be all right. <laughs> you know, you just you won't. You'll learn your lesson. And um, if anything, this just proves how much of a good ending the Last Jedi has had, and how right it was for Luke to have passed the way he did. Um, yeah, he's just. I mean, seeing Ben in that kind of attack mode we we literally have only ever seen it with luke even with his father he wasn't like that it was just and he was just in he just impaled him right right yeah he didn't charge he didn't you know he didn't attack nothing and then this um the loving touch on his face and and then the same thing with ray it's all it's defensive it's constantly defensive and then to see him on the offensive it's actually like very very rare even with Law Santeca actually it was just like a one and done (laughs) sort of deal it's but you know his face um his face here he he still he just seems um distressed you know as well uh, before he starts getting into this crazy eyes are almost closed mouth open ah bearing teeth look mm. you know when he he's in, in the panel he's saying i i don't care this look on his face he 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 looks like he's um very hurt well yeah he pre- he does care <laughs> again he, <laughs> if there's one thing that that is any good at again it's talking out with <laughs> <laughs> As I so eloquently put it earlier. <laughs> yeah. Just the exact opposite of uh, what it really means. <laughs> I think we'll just rename the episode that and talks out of his bum, the comic. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and then the, the you know, we have the, the, the next panel is him actually slicing Luke, which... I believe he went for a similar like slice type of a thing on crate for Luke as well. Yeah, like yeah, attacking downwards, um, cutting him in half, fracturing him, just just like how he feels torn apart, just how the galaxy is torn apart. Yeah, I was say, it's on yeah. the left hand side. He's that's the heart, you know. <laughs> that's yeah, but that's yeah, and it's exactly like a mirror of um, the star. You know, from our perspective, that is anyway. Yeah. Because it's it's traveling in the same direction. It's kind of, yeah, like center left, I guess, um, <clears throat> which would be center right for him. Um, but uh, he listens to Snoke when Snoke tells him to strike. But I don't I don't know. Is this hatred, or is this is this fear? Or is this a self, is this more self-hatred? I don't know. I think there's a lot of questions that don't necessarily have answers. But I think they're interesting to think about. I don't don't know how much of it is is which emotion. Because it's it's Mm -hmm. such a jumble of emotions for Kylo himself. I'm sure he doesn't know either. (laughs) Um, Yeah. He may think that he knows. He may think... I hate Luke, but 
um, you know, deep down and say, I'm afraid I'm, um, disappointed in, um, you know, my, my love and hope for him was so much and he betrayed me so much. So is it, is it just a feeling of being hurt? Um, yeah, I feel like, um, I feel like most of it is just that, that deep hurt, um, more than anything else. <laughs> like a wounded animal um, attacking just to defend their wounds, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if he's he's trying to make Luke feel the same way he did because this is, it's, it's a totally different method of attack. Totally different. Um, but it, it kind of forces you to think that if Luke had gone ahead with it, how would Ben, I mean, this is, this is like, this might be a little too much, but how would Ben have felt like as that saber sliced him? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, would he have woken up? Would he, would he be aware of what's going on? Like, what would have, you know, what would he have seen and what would he have felt had that actually happened i'm i'm sure that and he's had that those, those exact thoughts so many times of yeah of what would have happened and, and it's he's played through that in his own brain that's that's mm. kind of what, what happens when you're in a context like that of um, um you know someone that you love hurting you um and you I, I'm just speaking from like a personal experience here where mm -hmm. I know um, from my own experience where I've, I've have family members that have been abused by another of my family members and I know what happened to them, but I have no memory of my own abuse. So then I go into that um, space where I just imagine the bad things that yeah. have happened um, or the bad things that happened to me. And it's it's kind of similar in this way where it's that same context of it didn't happen but maybe but i know for me it maybe happened what happened i don't know and it's just like this anxious thought spiral of down and down and mm. into a circle so it's it's definitely something that i can i can see his character um just entertaining just to the worst absolute worst extremes yeah well it's something like i you know I can relate to as well and there's this there's this need to kind of repress the memory to the point where it just becomes general swathes of emotion and you know you see that in The Last Jedi where where in Ben's account of what happened that night it's not very detailed no. it really isn't it's just you know he woke up he saw Luke hovering over him he defended himself one you know one two three um so I don't I think he must have like pushed the memory down so much that it just it does kind of become a blur and maybe in 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 trying to unpack it he just kind of remembers it in a way that justifies the the decisions that he's made since then and um it could be that it's got so bad that that's what he now perceives as as uh the truth of what happened well it's his truth anyway yeah and then because he doesn't you know yeah sorry sorry i was just gonna say he he sees luke as a evil bad man mm -hmm. and and who yeah ruined his life 
<laughs> I don't know. Honestly, it's just <laughs> no. It's a, it's so much to think about, but that, that I love thinking about it. It's just like you know, if, if it gets it gets quite heavy, but then you know it gets even worse for Ben. <laughs> you know, after all this smoke is literally emanating from Luke's core, and um, he. Um, shuts off his lightsaber like I'm done like he's in a badass action movie you know and after like they fired a machine gun and it smokes it's almost like he's puffing the smoke away but yeah let's go let's let's get out of here and then Snoke's like nah <laughs> no you're not done yet mate um and then we hear that's my drum roll what do we hear <laughs> say Ben and then in this <gasps> much like Han Solo mm. uh, to me in this panel. Oh. He looks like a spitting image of Harrison Ford right there. <clears throat> yes, that that is some that is some um, Alden Alden Wright. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce his name, but you know you know what I mean. Like, yes. The fluffy, the Farrah Fawcett is back. <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind and of- then we uh... sorry. I was just gonna say it's kind of crazy how much in in that that single panel more than any of other of the comic he looks like Han Solo. <laughs> it's crazy. Mm. No, and then he really does. He really, really in does. The next page we see Han Solo, so it's it's kind of maybe a little, little tiny bit of foreshadowing there. Mister 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 Han Solo and Leia himself. Yes. And uh, not to get all the hands are a language, but to get the hands are a language, Leia and Han, they are holding hands. They are a, a unit. Um, and as a unit, they're reaching out through Leia to kind of pull, pull Ben back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Ben, please stop. Oh. And then there are all the, the roots behind them. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's a root of who he is and where he comes from. And, you know, you can see in his hands, in one hand, he holds the lightsaber, and in one hand, it's empty. It's literally presenting again those two choices. And I think that's kind of a recurring theme, mm-hmm. you know? It's like these very extreme, these extremes, but, and they seem like simple choices, but they're just not. You well, know? So, it's, it's not as easy. So, like, it, when you only have two choices, that means you have to make a choice, and it's <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a much easier to choose. Um, you know, he'd already kind of made a choice. Uh, you know, when and Luke attacked him, he and he left, and all that. That was a choice, and to, to go back mm. and and make a different choice again is it, it can be so scary. So. Yeah, because I'm just like, I just flipped back to um, that double page spread of him attacking Luke. I don't know what the terms are, comics people. I'm going to use magazine terms, okay? (laughs) Anyway, um, we don't see two hands. Um, We just see one hand and it's clutching that lightsaber, you know? He has made his choice. (laughs) But with his parents, it's a bit more complicated. But still, he's holding the lightsaber close to his chest and his left hand is extended towards Mm -hmm. his mother. And again, I think that's like subconscious as well. You know, he knows what he wants. He just doesn't want to admit what he wants. Um, 
<clears throat> and then you know now he, oh he looks so much younger in this panel as well this on the next page <laughs> like he looks like a boy you know uh, nine ten and and they drew him to resemble leia a lot in, in that yes and and she's being like leia in empire yes yeah and then there's it's interesting and, you know leia yeah. it is interesting he has that um the dark the darkness behind him with a little bit of the roots and then on the other side is the roots mm-hmm. and there's darkness mixed with the roots if we're talking about yin yang yeah no yeah it's following through and again it's like that two choices um in that particular moment and that if I guess if he, I mean, obviously his parents are a vision, but if he were to abandon it all and run back to his parents, he would still have the issue of the darkness there. You know what yes. I mean? So it's not as, it's not, those choices that are being presented to him, he's conflating them with the with the choice to feel whole and feel like the best version of himself. Whereas those are just choices of who to kind of surround yourself with. And it's only one it's it's one tiny step in a whole um, lifetime's worth of of journeying to finding the self and finding the whole. And I think, you know, not okay. We're gonna get Raylo, but without Ray, that's impossible because we, Ray doesn't Ray offers him that other perspective and and um, shows him a clearer path to wholeness. And he will do the same for Ray. Um, but Leia is offering her hand like uh, like he did on, in the throne room. <laughs> and she says, please. Um, but yeah, so she's wearing this, this lovely kind of lavendery lilac um, sort of... I think it actually, yeah, no, it does look kind of empire-y. Like uh, when her and Han kiss on Cloud yeah. City... But before Lando takes them to the dinner, uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, um, and she's you know saying please, like join me, please, and you know obviously he subconsciously repeats that to mm-hmm. to Ray. But going back to like purple being the subconscious and being magic, so we've got we've got the magic from um, from it being a cave vision but again it's the same it's exactly the same kind of purple that we see behind Han before he goes and um confronts Ben in The Force Awakens as soon as he screams Ben you see the exact same hue of purple behind him so it's it's promising the notion of balance and it's also again companionship love family those are the things that ben wants they're exactly the same as ray exactly the same but yeah he denies it that isn't my name and yeah (laughs) this is a sad battle (laughs) han says it is oh and he's kind of i don't really know what if he's falling backwards here or if he's because just of the way that his legs are kind of position but you know I don't think that's important it's the point the point is that he's being repelled away from it however he is being repelled away from it and afraid um, of of confronting this mm, I think yeah I mean even blooming um impaling Han was a cop-out 
hard lives. He hasn't confronted it yet. And until he does, he won't be whole and he won't be complete and he won't be the best version of himself. Um, And now Snoke's voiceover comes in and um, it, yes, it echoes, echoes the throne room again. He says, so am I Snokey Boy? Who <laughs> are you, Snokey Boy? Read it. No, I don't mind. <laughs> um, I feel the struggle within you. Defeat it. And then he ignites the saber. Um, behind Ben, it's like mostly <coughs> mostly black with some um, kind of hatching. I guess like these, these kind of blue splodges. And um, he's defined on the outside by this by this blue hue and um so again it's like the power of a skywalk is is on his side it's still there it's still present um he ignites the saber and i guess the blue and the red combine and again you know this whole cave which symbolizes the feminine um uh, ignites purple so again it's that yearning it is yearning for the feminine it's that yearning for home mm-hmm. um it's that yearning for like the comfort of home and it's also yearning for ray but you know he doesn't know that yet <laughs> so i'll forgive him <laughs> and um, um snoke says yes i feel your lightsaber ignite i feel the decision you've made that's it yes and then there's vum tho tho, or is that thud thud? I can't read comic writing. <laughs> and, and you see um, these kind of slashes of black um, mar the background. And um, again, he goes, ah, <laughs> kill the connection. And we all know that, like, the whole sequel trilogy is about connection. Yes. It's about like connection with the self, connection with others, connections with nature, connection with the force, <laughs> connection with your family. Like it's all about connection. Um, and he can't, you know, he can't kill the connection. Because the point is that he'll never be able to kill the connection, you know? Yeah. And uh, Snoke says, snuff it out. And you see Ben kind of plunging his lightsaber forward. And, um, you know, they purposely... Um, um kind of set up the page that you can't see what's going on the only thing you can see is um you know on the right hand side the top the top smaller panel um is that Han and Leia's fingertips they kind of linger on each other who does that remind you (laughs) very interesting (laughs) yeah right like they're literally like the tip fingertips are lingering against each other yeah. right um as uh, a skywalker goes cuckoo bananas um and ben uh starts attacking the cave he can't kill his parents um and again you know that that but that promise of balance is gone the the blue and the red are now separate it's once separated. more it's no more purple mm-hmm Bye-bye, balance. <laughs> yeah. He attacks the tree with Han and Leia behind him, and then he looks back over his shoulder, and he looks so sad. So sad. <laughs> like, save my boy. <laughs> uh, 
but is there anything like interesting to you about this as well? I see a little bit of yin yang as yeah. well. But um You've got the red and the purple, like the blue mm. balanced, and then Leia kind of in between the two, which is interesting. Yes. Um and she's well Leia and Ben. Yeah, and she's still yeah, she's very closest to him and she's um like over his shoulder, which is always interesting when they place uh, characters over another character's shoulder. It's, um, you know, it can be protective. And especially, I think in this case, it it feels like, you know, they're on his side. They have his back, you know? Mm. And I think that's a, in a, in an, unsubtle like um, unsubtle but also subtle way I think they kind of imply like Ben will stop at nothing to protect his mother yeah um he won't he will not like he would not fire the trigger even in this vision you know which isn't real he knows that he wouldn't um bloodline again with the napkin incision (laughs) (laughs) um but you know again and again he's faced with the question of like wounding his inner feminine and he cannot do it um even though he wounds the feminine in um in this instance it's still not who he is that he um um wounds and then the next page is quite interesting very interesting uh snoke seeing the he's like witnessing the cave that being destroyed Yes, it falls back, and it's like it is an action movie explosion here. <laughs> it would be in slow mo with Ben emerging with his uh, aviators on. <laughs> so, what? Well, yeah, again, Sarah compares everything to Tom Cruise in this episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it that also what is it? where Leia says that she will burn the whole galaxy down. She would burn the whole galaxy down if she thought it was the right thing to yeah, do. Uh, was that, uh, that, is that bloodline? That that was, I think, bloodline. Um, if not, then it was Leia, Princess of Alderaan, but I think it was bloodline. Because mm. it sounds like some something that someone a lot more jaded and tired would say. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think that's I think that's the same thing. Like Ben would stop at nothing to protect the people he loves. Mm. I think that's you know what we're ultimately like supposed to pull from here. Yes. And then he's standing in this pool of like black water. Yeah, very well, it looks blackened. Very interesting. And then you have the reflection of the saber, and then his shadow is like light, which is cool. Yeah, which is like everything that every Raylo has been saying ever. Like his shadow, <laughs> his shadow is a lie, um, and that he still hasn't managed to kill it. It's he can destroy as much as he wants to. You know, mm-hmm. he can slash things and go on blooming tantrums. He can't get rid of it. He will never kill it. Um. Then Snoke says, your show of power is impressive, but that cave had stood for thousands of years, and then we get more Kylo-isms. <laughs> I'd hope to bring other apprentices to it. And then Kylo says, you won't need other apprentices. 
It's funny because he did it. <laughs> Just the the way that Kylo talks, that he says the past is the past after refusing to k- kill his <laughs> a vision of his parents and refusing to cut the connection. Mm. Um, right. It's it's just it's he's just so contradictory with himself all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, and then I it, essentially like I look at this comic as like an amalgamation of TFA and TLJ, you know, and and I guess those movies are just kind of unraveling the themes that were addressed um, here, and it's going to become even more apparent. <laughs> like to him but maybe he'll actually like ex- you know he'll accept right. it and the road to acceptance is like blooming painful and blooming difficult because <laughs> um, <laughs> the past isn't the past the past is what dictates the future yep. you yeah. know exactly and um yeah you know, and killing the cave that stood for a thousand years doesn't mean that the cave never existed yeah, because the remnants of the cave are there. Yeah, and, and the vision, he still had that vision and he still made that choice that he made um, mm. um, to preserve the connection with his parents. Yeah, it's just like he's, he, he circumvented doing what he was supposed to do. Like I said, driving through the field and running over some cows. <laughs> Just, just, just as long as he gets to the end destination, he's good. Yeah. And um, Snoke's face at the end here is kind of interesting. Um, it's a little uh, smug. Yes. Um, perhaps at, at his pride or something more sinister. Do we know? Will we know? You know, Maybe. it's like Snoke number two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Snoke two electric boogaloo. <laughs> uh, I I I I hope that uh, they will continue um, this the Snoke comic being about um, you know, Snoke and Kylo's interactions because this was yeah uh, this alone which was only it seems like two training sessions or one extended training session was a very interesting mm-hmm. and very uh, revelatory um, it just in a way that you know it's it's the the things that we've known about kylo about his conflict and everything they've been there the whole time it's not like the events of the force awakens brought them out they were already there Mm -hmm. and it's kind of you know it's a reading that a lot of us have had but to see it actually be confirmed is is kind of you know it's different you know it, it just kind of bolsters um the notion of his redemption 10 times more, you know, um, as if it wasn't already a given. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I think this one, I mean, I love the, the comics about about him. I'm a sucker for him. So what, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> I think some of the main, you know, reasons why this comic was made was to show, you know, the, the, the sympathy that, that, we're supposed to be feeling for Kylo and to, you know, touch on those themes that we felt were there. Um, and it, I think it, it really did um, bring out a lot of the themes of um, abuse and control and, and fear um, and, and the themes of light and love and redemption. And I think that mm-hmm. uh, like you're saying, we're 100% totally valid in this comic 
was a, a great uh, way to, to, you know, show those, those themes again to people. I just uh, want to thank you for your time, Sarah, and all of your many No problem. Especially about... Oh, sorry. I have a, a ADHD. I have a tendency to do that. No, but... no it's, they, they were great. Uh, like you said a lot of things that, uh, especially as we were going through the comic together, and I, I hope that some of the listeners are, are able to go through the comic together. Um, oh, yeah, that would be lovely. Us, um, you know, that, that you can visually see some things um, that maybe you didn't notice before. Um, and yeah, I, I think you have some really great insights. So I'm um, Thank you. excited to talk with you again sometime soon about all this kind of stuff. <laughs> Looking too much into things. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> and I'm excited to fight Molly as well. Yes. New yes. gun ray <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much again, Sarah. No problem. I'd love to come back on again and uh, annoy you one more time. I will. Yes, I would be very happy. <laughs>